0: Hello, this is Ben Thompson, doctor of audiology and tinnitus specialist. Thank you for listening to my podcast. This audio is a recording from my YouTube channel, Ben Thompson AUD. I hope you find the information you need and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello everyone. My name is Dr. Ben Thompson. I'm an audiologist. I am based out of California. I'm very excited to share three case studies of individuals who have different histories, different backgrounds, different factors of why they developed tinnitus and how these three individuals got better, dramatically better, as you'll see. And they did not do anything obscure, but they followed a tried and true method. So I'm really excited preparing for this. I'm really excited to share this. I myself am a licensed doctor of audiology. I completed an audiology program at University of the Pacific in San Francisco. I've lived in the Bay Area for about five years. I completed my audiology residency at UCSF, University of California, San Francisco Medical Center. And the reason I wanted to go there was to learn as much as I could about audiology and to be the best audiologist that I could. I was particularly interested in tinnitus because I myself have had tinnitus for eight years. I have had a baseline, about two out of 10 volume tinnitus for eight years. And I appreciated how the work an audiologist does for tinnitus not only helps the ears with technology, but also is helping someone with their mental health, their physical health, their sleep, understanding anxiety and stress and those patterns and how we are more than just our ears and managing tinnitus is far more than just the ears. I remember when I was working at UCSF at the beginning of my residency and we were working with a patient who had sound sensitivity and at the time I had had extensive study more textbooks knowledge of how tinnitus and hyperacusis treatment works for people, but it's hard to really believe it until you see it or hear it from someone face to face that their symptoms dramatically improved following tried and true methods, mainly tinnitus retraining therapy. And I remember specifically that this patient had sound sensitivity and three months later using ear level sound generators, having appropriate counseling and education and also working on their holistic health with sleep, stress etc that their symptoms were nearly gone and a moment like that you don't forget those are the moments that keep me so engaged in the tinnitus community and keep me uh, so alive helping people because i'm with people a lot i work completely via telehealth and i created a company called pure tinnitus i also have a large youtube channel where i've made high quality videos for over a year now and I love what I do and I'm reminded of the effect it has on people's life when people who consult with me remind me and tell me that I made their lives better because of these videos that are for free on YouTube. And then of course, working with people one-on-one uh, has, has a better effect. And again, I'm just sharing this because the work that we do is to help people's lives to improve stress, anxiety, fear, insomnia, related to tinnitus and in effect most often the level of tinnitus reduces to. In this presentation I want to share three case studies of patients I have worked with individually using tinnitus retraining therapy and actually this is one of the most exciting presentations I've ever done because quite honestly at this point in my career starting pure tinnitus, a completely telehealth model, focusing not only on the ears, not only on sound therapy, but the other factors that are known to influence tinnitus. I've now worked with people for six months or longer. So I have real longitudinal case studies where I've seen them from the point of highest suffering, anxiety, stress, insomnia, those real pains and challenges into where they are now. And that's what I wanted to share. So I'll I'll take it away and start with the first case. We have three case studies, all right? So case study number one, And I'm hoping you can relate to some of these case studies, to some of these real people and real cases. It's a caveat to mention here is that every person's tinnitus history is different. It's very rare to have completely the same history, the same mental state, the same mental health, the same sleep patterns, the same stressors, the same lifestyle, the same background as another person. But when you're alone trying to manage tinnitus, it's very helpful to hear other people's success stories so you can take those messages and relate it back to yours with the caveat that these individuals are not exactly mirroring where you are at, but I'm hoping you can find uh, the pieces of knowledge here and take them for you. Okay, case study number one. This is a 55-year-old female and she is a working adult. On a Saturday about th- in March, 2021 on a Saturday in March, 2021, she got the vaccine, the COVID vaccine, mm. and she got a fever that weekend on Tuesday. She developed tinnitus. The, so the beginning of April, she developed tinnitus and mainly in one year. All right. What did they do? They got a hearing test. Their hearing test was within the normal range. So tinnitus sudden onset tinnitus related to the COVID vaccine and they had a hearing test within the normal range i worked with them i asked them why is tinnitus a problem for you that's often a very telling question it's a very uh, it shows a lot about where the therapies and treatments will go why was tinnitus a problem for you i asked and they said my sleep is horrible in the past month i've only the only way i'm able to fall asleep is by using earbuds, by using earbuds to provide some sound therapy to help me sleep, that's the only way that they could sleep. They had insomnia, they went to their primary doctor and they were prescribed Xanax to help regulate their sleeping patterns. So that's a benzodiazepine, uh, a very a very hard hard drug, quite honestly, uh, a pharmaceutical drug, benzodiazepine drug of Xanax to be used as needed to help sleep. They were sleeping 5.5, five and a half hours a night, and their sleep was not was not good. Why else is tinnitus a problem, I asked. Well, it affects my concentration, my patient responded. That they were mainly in a quiet, confined room in their house and they were really struggling because it was so quiet and they were basically by themselves at home. They, tra- they had some relief by putting on the TV and music in the background. And I asked, okay, thank you, and why else is tinnitus a problem? And they said work. I don't know if I'll be able to work in my office with my coworkers because of this sound. Because I have so much anxiety around it, and I don't know if I'll be able to tolerate being at work. And they were actually afraid of losing their job because of their tinnitus. They took some time off of work. Also, they had anxiety, and they they said to me that they have anxiety and they were catastrophizing. This person reached out to me after finding me on YouTube, where I have a lot of free resources. So. Typically what happens is people who find me one-on-one, they've already been well-educated on on a lot of the basic fundamentals of tinnitus retraining. So that's great because they have some resources they can implement immediately. And this person said, yeah, I have anxiety and I'm catastrophizing, right? So they were taking Xanax every night to sleep. It was hard for them to go back to sleep. They were constantly thinking about their tinnitus and they had a hard time concentrating at work they had a job where they needed to focus they were analyzing data and it was really hard for them to uh, stay focused because of the tinnitus affecting their concentration they said that they were hyper vigilant over their ears and they thought they might lose their job because of the tinnitus they said that around the time we first met that they were aware of their tinnitus 90 percent of time during waking hours that they were annoyed by their tinnitus 50% of the time during waking hours. On good days, the loudness was four out of 10. Mm. On bad days, the loudness was seven out of 10. And they had a combination of good days and bad days. All right. They did not have hyperacusis. They did not have sound sensitivity. They were finding some relief by using sound therapy, using AirPods at night to just take away some of that edge from the tinnitus. And during the day they were playing music or playing the television, all right? Now fast forward about three months, two and a half, three months, and this patient has now had periods of silence. They're no longer taking Xanax. And they remember they were using Xanax every night. They lost 10 pounds since tinnitus started. They cut down on fast food, they're not, they weren't eating processed sugars. And now the amount of time that they're aware of their tinnitus during waking hours is 10, 10% of time. Wow. They're annoyed by tinnitus 10% of waking hours. So that means every time they hear it, now they are annoyed by it, but they only hear it 10% of time during waking hours. So just, just to refresh this person had tinnitus seemingly related to the COVID vaccine and Within three months, they went from aware of their tinnitus 90%, annoyed 50% of waking hours. On bad days, the loudness was seven out of 10. Now, three months later, the loudness on bad days is two out of 10 and they're aware of it and annoyed by only 10% of waking hours. Their message, I asked them when I hear a story, when I work with a patient and help them and this story comes out, I try my very best to share it because this is the hope. This is the real hope. This is not false hope. This is real hope of how this system works. I asked them, of course, we were working together closely. This wasn't them figuring it out necessarily on their own. That's why I was involved. And I recommended tinnitus retraining therapy. Right now, I won't go into the full details of what that is. But essentially, constant, low-level sound therapy, individual education, individual counseling. So I asked them, well, how did you improve? That's a dramatic improvement, and I'm really excited that it happened. Wow. Wow. And they said, number one, meditation. I created meditations for tinnitus. There's many, many meditations out there on the internet for free. And they said that they were practicing meditation every day in the morning, every day in the evening. Number two, they said watching videos that were positive, encouraging, educational on my YouTube channel that educated them about what was going on, what was in their control, what wasn't. Number three was walking every day. So having more exercise, activating the body, having more exercise. They said that their message is, you have to work at it constantly, full force. Do whatever it takes to beat this thing. And previously they were sitting at a restaurant and they said that their tinnitus was louder than the cars going by. And now it's only a two out of 10 volume on bad days. That's case study number one. Now to me, a few significant things here. They seemed to have a rapid improvement in their tinnitus symptoms, and they used sound therapy religiously, they practiced meditation regularly, and they took a holistic approach to anything that could improve their sleep, mental health, and physical health, they took very seriously. They were not actively searching continuously online about every possible thing they could do for their tinnitus. Instead, they chose time to slow down and take care of themselves and use sound therapy. And they used a uh, tabletop sound generator, which is something, a high quality speaker that's playing constant, either steady state, white noise, brown noise, pink noise, nature sounds like river, water, rain, crickets, something like that. You choose which one you like best. They were using that consistently and following that plan. A few caveats here is that the COVID vaccine has not officially been declared by the scientific community as triggering tinnitus. However, I'm very much on the pulse of the t- online tinnitus world. There's a Facebook group that has now over 3000 individuals of people who self-diagnosed that their tinnitus started after they got the COVID vaccine. So to me, and working with people one-on-one seems that this is definitely uh, a potential potential factor. So there's a theory that this is more of a neuroinflammation response than the average onset of tinnitus. So that means potentially an anti-inflammatory diet and lifestyle could have positive effects. So this is an example of someone who changed very quickly. And I don't want to set the expectation that for you watching this with your history, that you will get this much better this quickly, but it's very telling to me that these systems work and that tinnitus is a neurological response that can change and modulate and get better. It's related to the ear, but the tinnitus intensity is neurological and the neurons, the brain structures, they can change. They're not hardware, they're software. So that means they can get better. Just need a breath and a drink after that because it's it's honestly very uh, inspiring and heartwarming to be a part of that because this person's life is dramatically improved. Okay, now we're going to do case study number two. This is a 62 year old female who is retired that I worked with via telehealth and they had loud tinnitus for eight months in both ears. The sound of their tinnitus bounced back and forth and when it was bad, it was a nine out of 10 volume. They were bothered by it 100% of the time. And again, they they had the tinnitus for eight months. Their GP, general practitioner, their family doctor said, it will always be there. There's no way it's going to go away. And they said that they were on the internet 24 seven trying to find a solution. I worked with them. One of the initial questions I ask is, what is your hearing status? Do you have a hearing test I can review? The patient did have a high pitched hearing loss they were not wearing hearing aids and I recommended to follow tinnitus retraining therapy, let's have you get hearing aids from a provider and have them programmed to the protocols for tinnitus retraining therapy. Without going too deep into that, it means that they're used the, the primary program when they put them on their ears is hearing aids plus sound therapy. Instead of just using it as a hearing aid, we're programming these for hearing aids plus constant low level white noise or similar types of noise in the ears. Now, they were really struggling when they first contacted me. As I said earlier, on the bad days, it was nine out of 10 volume. It was affecting their sleep, their concentration. They had a lot of anxiety around their mental health and their quality of life because this tenderness was dominating their life. They were aware of it most hours of the day and they reached out to me because their local doctor didn't help them and told them actually it will always be there. There's no way it's going to go away. So they were on the internet trying to find some form of solution. At the time they were sleeping inconsistently. Their sleep was not great. They initially bought hearing aids online. And after my consultation and checking in on how those were going, we actually realized that in-person hearing aids or rather hearing aids appropriately fit and using sound therapy were better for them. So they found a local provider that I guided them through to get hearing aids fit well for their hearing loss and tinnitus and programmed according to the TRT protocols. All right, that was about six months ago. And I just spoke to them this month, this week. And again, earlier, most hours of the day, they said their tinnitus was very loud. And then when it was really bad, it was a nine of 10 volume. Very few people just reach out to me because they're curious about tinnitus. People usually reach out to me for telehealth when they've hit the end of the road. Now, we worked together on following tinnitus retraining therapy, one-on-one education, which reduces the anxiety, fear, stress response of tinnitus, which is a psychological system. We worked on a holistic approach of sleep health, mental health, meditation, exercise, focusing their attention on things other than tinnitus or researching tinnitus, right? And they're using the constant sound therapy. They used hearing aids plus a uh, speaker in their house, which was used for when they're going to sleep at night to help them sleep. Now, six months later, this woman says, I quote, I took notes during our sessions. My tinnitus is rare. The only time I hear it is when I get stressed out. Even when I'm not wearing my hearing aids, my tinnitus is lower. Even though I was hesitant, you gently pushed me through that. They're speaking about their resistance of, I don't know if I want hearing aids. I don't want to try meditation. That's all new to me. I don't know if, I, I don't know if that's gonna work. This all takes a lot of energy or money or resources. And they said, even though they were hesitant, they were gently encouraged by me to move through that. They said, I quote, I had to work hard for it. And I was gently pushed towards this effect. So now six months later, again, they've had tinnitus for eight months. They had a hearing loss. They were fit with hearing aids. They underwent tinnitus retraining therapy via telehealth. And they're now only aware of their tinnitus about 1%, only when they're stressed. And they say, the hearing aids help a lot. However, even when the hearing aids are off, the tinnitus is basically zero. And she thinks it's because of sound therapy. Now, percentage of time they're aware of their tinnitus is base, is zero, according to them. The volume at night is one out of 10. Quote, it's very rare that I'm hearing it now. Whereas six months prior, the volume was much louder and it was affecting their sleep. Even with the hearing aids off, that is very telling about the brain plasticity that can happen here. So now the annoyance level is zero out of 10. They're not annoyed by their tinnitus. The effect on their life is one out of 10. They say, quote, if I do hear it, it's low. They say, quote, breathing, yoga, meditation, when I'm stressed helps tremendously. They say, I'm not focusing on it in my life anymore. And hearing aids have helped a thousand percent. So to me, this is an example of someone who has hearing loss plus tinnitus And how treating hearing loss, following tinnitus retraining therapy protocols, plus a mindfulness path where you heard it from themselves, they had to work at it. They had to put some energy investment in to have that return. And they've had, it wasn't, it was not an acute case of tinnitus. They had tinnitus for eight months and then six months of this process and their symptoms are nearly gone, even with the hearing aids off. And that is not what I would expect to have the symptoms almost nearly gone with the hearing aids off because I, myself, I hear a low level baseline tinnitus and I can live a completely normal, healthy life. So that's what I'd strive for in terms of a goal working with people. Uh, But I hope this case study might resonate with someone who has a hearing loss and is wondering what they can do for their tinnitus. Again, pretty amazing. And I'm hoping and I'm planning to uh, interview these individuals and put them on YouTube to share on my podcast because I know some people might be thinking, well, Dr. Ben, that's great and all, but I don't necessarily trust you yet. Or how do I know that's real? Because I asked this last patient who I did the, uh, the appointment with, I asked them, what would you say to yourself? What would you think if you heard your own testimony at the time that you were really suffering? And she said, (laughs) <laughs> she said, I would think that someone's paying me to say that and I wouldn't believe it's true. Again, just need to breathe because this is really impactful work quite honestly. And I, and I would have only dreamed of being able to help people through this. And it's not it's not just me, I'm not the miracle worker here. This is following a tried and true protocol, creating a holistic approach plus the scientific approach, sustained work over months, and then seeing the rewards of that. Study number three. And this is a patient I worked with, a 50 year old male who's working, working individual. And they developed tinnitus about a year and a half prior, after a period of high stress in their life related to a relationship, relationship stress. And around the same time, they developed tinnitus. And then for about a year, a year and a half, it was bothering them. It was not the loudest tinnitus, but it was bothering them and they had a hard time with their concentration and stress. It mainly affected them during work and at night. And I'm reading notes here from the sessions that I've done. So period of high stress, period of sustained tinnitus seemed to get worse when they were stressed and they were anxious about it. It was annoying. They noticed it while they were working. They heard it in both ears. They heard it. At night, when they were trying to fall asleep, it was affecting their sleep. And for over a year, they basically thought they just had to live with it, but they were always monitoring what kind of help there might be online. We worked together via telehealth. They used a sound therapy system of using uh, sound therapy from a speaker in their room. They were mainly in a home office setting for most hours of the day. And they, even though they had a mild hearing loss, they chose to just use a sound therapy machine Uh, in their house, okay? We worked on counseling. They had sound therapy at home. And we took a very holistic approach to use meditation, exercise, and calming oneself, activating the parasympathetic nervous system, which is, a state that one reaches when they're very relaxed, very at ease in the mind and the body. They practice meditation every day. They took it very seriously. They made changes to their diet. At the same time, they were actively trying to lose weight to get healthier and working with a nutritionist, health coach at the same time. Uh, at the time that we met, they said that tenderness was always there. It was controlling their life a lot. Six months later, they said, I'm not noticing it as much. I'm not checking on it as much. Their sleep quality is good. Sound therapy, they barely even need it anymore. Meditation, they've stuck with over time, although sometimes they haven't done it so consistently over the six months. They had tinnitus for over a year, up to a year and a half. And I quote, at the end of the six months, they said, I used to get exhausted concentrating on tinnitus. It evolved into a living nightmare. Now the brain was accepting the condition more. These are all quotes quote, what's the point of living when you have this noise in your head? And then, quote, some of their words of wisdom is that it's a two-way street between the doctor and the patient. So this person had to put in a lot of work in terms of using sound therapy, a holistic approach to managing stress, anxiety, and sleep. They did changes to their diet, they were exercising more. And then six months later, the awareness of tenderness was much less and the percentage of time they're annoyed by tinnitus is 5% or less. To me, the significance of this case is the timeline here, that six months is an appropriate timeline and framework to reduce the awareness and perception of tinnitus. And usually when that happens, you feel back to a normal life or back to your normal self. The volume can shift, and reduce over time, but sometimes not, and still that doesn't necessarily mean that you're suffering. It's a very interesting point here, is that even if someone stops and asks himself, is my volume different? It's not necessarily that different, but somehow their life is much better because they're thinking about it less, they're hearing it less, and it's annoying them much less. So to me, this case, is for someone who is wondering what is the goal in this? If I still hear my tinnitus, is that mean I failed? Is that a bad thing? And is it possible to get better even if I still hear my tinnitus? That was case study number three, and I hope you all enjoyed these three case studies. Uh, Making this presentation was extremely gratifying because to me there's no better feeling than being involved in someone's health to improve from a place of stress, anxiety, insomnia, to use this bridge of technology, audiology and psychology, holistic living to reduce tinnitus, right? I have been highly trained in tinnitus retraining therapy from Paul Jastroboff, who's a neuroscience researcher. I'm so glad I did because it gives me the confidence to strongly recommend sound therapy, to strongly recommend working with a professional for counseling. Thank you for listening. And I hope that these stories encourage you to take this seriously, to stay focused, to follow protocols that are tried and true and be patient through those tough days. Thank you so much.